Okay, I think we're recording. It's June 12th. Everything is awesome. All right. Does anyone ever have family or friends that hear that you work in the emergency department and they say, that must be spectacular. You're doing dramatic things every day, stabbing, shootings, and you're saving lives all the time. And in your mind, you cynically think, ah, I'm treating a lot of back pain and belly pain and old people from nursing homes. It's easy to fall into that mindset, but sometimes, uh, even if we're not cardioverting or doing CPR, we are saving lives in much more subtle and kind of less sexy ways. And some of that's related to the protocols that we have. For instance, uh, if you think about our chest pain walkbacks, I know we all get tired of, you know, you hear overhead, chest pain walkback, chest pain walkback. And a lot of times it's a 20 year old female that was in an argument and, you know, it really didn't need to be a chest pain walkback. But for those few walk-in STEMIs that we do have, uh, it dramatically cuts down on the time to the cath lab and saves myocardium. So I wanted to kind of highlight an example of a similar protocol to what we do and kind of reinforce some of our best practices as far as um, sepsis goes. So there was a recent study in the Annals of uh, Emergency Medicine in January 2016 and there, this was an ED that was instituting a new sepsis protocol. So basically, they wanted to look at the data before they had a sepsis alert protocol and after they had a sepsis alert protocol. And their terminology was a SWAT, is what they called it, instead of a sepsis alert. Uh, and they had a SWAT A, which was basically sepsis without hypotension, and a SWAT B, which was with hypotension. So they, um, it was kind of a slick electronic medical rec record, really high-tech and awesome, like our electronic medical record. But when they would put in the triage vitals, if the patient met um, sepsis criteria, it would basically pop up a flag immediately for the nurse. And then when that flag came up, the nurse could go and, and notify the physician. So they wanted to look at their times before and after. And basically had 108 patients before the institution of this protocol and 130 patients after. And they found that the time from getting a bolus of fluids uh, was decreased by 31 minutes and the time of getting antibiotics was actually decreased by a full hour. You might say, well, big deal, that's not a patient outcome. But if you look at the posters that we have all over the ED, you know that, that sepsis is a very time-sensitive diagnosis. So by cutting a whole hour off of getting antibiotics, you are actually impacting um, mortality. So we don't have quite such a fancy uh, electronic medical record, but, but we do have sepsis alert criteria, which you can use at triage, and we do, and uh, I just reinforce that that's what we should be doing. But I'd also enforce that we should be doing that even after the patients come back to the room. So if they just come in and say, hey, I've had a cough, I'm a little bit dysnic, uh, but then an hour into their stay, they spike a fever and they're now hypoxic. You should treat that with as much acuity as you would seeing ST elevations uh, on the monitor. Go ahead. You don't have to formally page it a sepsis alert, but get the PA, get the doc, tell them right away, and we should be moving quickly uh, because it really will reduce mortality. So that's it.